0: Hey guys, in a few short weeks, I am going to be on stage at Flip Hacking Live in San Diego, California. If you have not gotten your tickets yet, it's not too late. You can still get discounted tickets if you go to my website at juststartrealestate.com forward slash Flip Hacking Live. You can get them much cheaper than you can going straight to the Flip Hacking Live website. So if you go to my website, juststartrealestate.com and go to forward slash Flip Hacking Live, there's reduced tickets there. I look forward to seeing you guys. Hopefully you're planning on going. Uh, It's going to be a great event and I'm really looking forward to contributing to that, being on stage and sharing some awesome content with some really good investors from around the country. So go check those tickets out and get them and I will see you at the event. All right, let's get on with the show.
1: We lost a lot of money because I would give a contractor 50% down and then they wouldn't show up for three weeks. Yeah, right? you can almost so.
0: guarantee they're not going to show up if you give them 50% down, <laughs> yeah. you know, but like these are the things people do. Yeah, I get it. I, I mean,
1: You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons.
0: All right, guys. Thank you for joining me here on Just Start Real Estate again for another action-packed, awesome, informative, entertaining just killer show. Well, anyways, that's how I see it. So hopefully you guys see it the same way. Uh, I have a guest on today that you guys are going to absolutely eat up. It is awesome what he is doing in his business, and I'm excited to bring it to you. So uh, I'm not going to delay that, but I just want to say real quick, guys, if you're not uh, already uh, going to Flip Hacking Live, it's not too late. Go and grab your tickets at juststartrealestate.com forward slash flip hacking live. I'm going to be there. Uh, all of my friends who are just crushing it in this industry are going to be there sharing Everything they're doing in their business, all their secrets, all their tricks, and it's going to be a killer time. Okay, let's dive into the show here. Uh, the, the the gentleman that I have on today is a house flipper from Utah. His name's Tyler Jensen. Uh, Tyler has a background in manufacturing and operations, and he's just a super smart guy. And he's super. He's really good at like managing things, like managing projects, managing people, creating relationships, and his kind of. Latest claim to fame, or the the thing that is really making people like sit up and take notice about this guy, other than he's just a great guy, smart guy who's a successful real estate investor, is he is now doing seven day flips. You heard that right. He is flipping houses, full renovations, by the way, new kitchen, new bathroom, carpet, paint, you know, the whole nine yards, landscaping, like everything in seven days. And he's going to get into and I'm not going to talk about how he's doing that yet. He's going to he's going to reveal that toward the end of this interview. So make sure that you stay tuned to the end. And uh, he's going to talk about how he does that. But for those of us who are doing flips, and it's taking us three, four, five, six months, like this guy's doing it in seven days. And it's a real thing. It's a real deal. So I'm excited to bring him uh, onto the show and talk about that and all aspect of his business uh, and how he got where he is. Because he's a guy who hustles. Like He worked a full-time job and a lot of hours. And he has a family and kids that are more important to him than anything. And he's, he's managing to do all of that and still built this business on the side until it was to a point where he could... Um, leave his day job and do this full time, which he is now doing. But he he had all the struggles that we all have, and a lot of the excuses that I hear from people who why they can't do this business. He's crushing those. So uh, I want I want to get this interview started because I'm excited about it. It was a great interview, and he shared some great great stuff and great advice for for all investors, both new, because he has some advice and and some experiences of being a new investor, but also as someone who now has gotten sophisticated enough that they're doing seven-day rehabs, which is just unheard of. So uh, I can't wait to bring him to you. And without any further ado, let's get this show going. Tyler Jensen, everybody. All right, guys, I am on with Tyler Jensen. Tyler, man, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Feels like you and I have been talking a lot lately. We've been working on- I know, on, it's awesome, I love it. <laughs> we've been working on some stuff for 7 Figure Flipping. So, uh, But thanks for doing this uh, with me. I really appreciate it, man. And you're- Yeah, you're, totally, you're, you're the My guy. Pleasure. Yeah, I, I can't wait to dive in. I, I think uh, I think the listeners are gonna be super stoked about what you're up to. It's pretty exciting stuff. So uh, I can't wait to dive into that and get into it. So let's start off and just give the folks some sense of your background. So they know who they're listening to and, and kind of know what you're about, and then we'll we'll dive into your your real estate business. But let's go back before real estate. What 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 did you do, and where did you come from in terms of like your your career and things? Yeah, totally.
1: So I took the traditional route um, after high school. I I served a mission for my church for a couple of years, and then after that, I came back and I got into flipping houses. And I went to college, and I kind of took that traditional route. So. I would flip one or two houses by myself. I do everything um, in college. It's something I've always been fascinated with is real estate. And so I wanted to get in and learn how to do it. And so I would do everything, tile and you name it. I watched a ton of hours of YouTube (laughs)
0: learning
1: how how to flip houses. I paid for gurus and I didn't get anything out of them. I wasted a ton of money on all that. And so anyways, I went through, I did the traditional path. I went through college. I did a dual major in English and accounting. And then I kind of took, I was a director of operations and my background is manufacturing. So I I have ownership in a company still that they manufacture like plastic cups and stuff like that. So I was their director of ops. and, And then I went and I was a COO for a company it was uh i had 120 employees it was a really cool job right after i had graduated college and cool title but i worked like 80 hours a week and it was just a nightmare so it killed my family and it just was really tough to that spot to be in i was dealing with employees and a failing company and all of that stuff so what was, was the industry CRO,
0: what was the industry you were
1: in manufacturing as well so it was okay. uh, an investment group they own a restaurant they had a catering company and they would manufacture food for grocery stores so they would manufacture like it was mexican food so tamales and just stuff like that okay all manufacturing and then i left that just there was a lot of issues there at that company and i went and i was a director of ops for a logistic company in the oil field so i was a business manager for them i would help them facilitate all the the trucking and stuff like that for crude oil okay and then Same thing there, worked a ton of hours. They wanted me to move to North Dakota where all the oil was. And I said, no, thanks, right? So North Dakota is not the most beautiful place on the planet. It's freezing cold and (laughs) there's just not a lot to do there. So it wasn't a good place for my family. And then I went in and and took kind of accounting side and I did accounting and financials. I was a business manager for charter schools here in Utah.
0: Oh, okay.
1: We did a lot of accounting for a lot of the charter schools and stuff like that. And then a year ago, I was making more money in real estate. And so I said, hey, I'm losing money by going to work. And we had closed on a couple houses. I told my wife, hey, I I really want to do real estate full time. It's my passion. It's what I love to do. I hate doing accounting and sitting behind a desk. And so we took the leap. So that was about a year ago. And yeah, we're on track to hit 40 deals this year. And I just were really good at flipping houses, so I just really enjoyed it.
0: That's awesome. So let's yeah. dive. I want to dig into a little bit of the working, and you said eventually you were making more money doing real estate than you were in your, your day job, right? So yep. I, I know there are people out there scratching their heads saying, wait a minute, how did you do that with a day job? How did you make more money? What is what is a life of someone who has a 80-hour-a-week job or you know a high-pressure yeah. job? how do you fit real estate in and how did you actually get yourself to the point where you were making more than, cause you, it doesn't sound like you weren't making good money. Yeah. Right. So real estate had to really produce. It wasn't like you just had to clear 20 grand a year and you were, you were making more, right? Exactly. It was a lot of good income. So how did you get to that point? What did it, what did your day
1: look like? How did you manage Yeah. That? So that's, I left the kind of the corporate America side and I went into that to doing accounting for freedom, right? I took a big pay cut. Um, I, and at, at Flip Hacking Live, I'm going to show my W-2 and what I was making and all that kind of cool stuff. So I'll be just super transparent. But um, yeah, so I, it was all a side hustle for me. I gave up corporate America and a high payroll, right? I was making really good money, but working a ton of hours. Yeah. And I wanted, it was more important to me to make less money and have more flexibility so I could work from home. Right. I could kind of come into the office in and out as I needed to, and that was a huge bonus for me. That's what I really wanted yeah. so I could spend more time with my kids and whatever. But that's when I really started building a business was it was a side hustle. I'd get up at 4 30 in the morning and I would, I would comp properties or I would send out letters or I would do any of that. And then I'd come home from work and I'd hang out with my kids and I'd put my kids to bed about eight, eight thirty, and I'd stay up till 10 or 11, just doing the same thing. And then once in a while, I'd have to go see a property and I'd take my lunch break and I'd go see properties or I'd call realtors to help me out. And and then I just hired a GC because I knew I couldn't do all the work anymore flipping houses. So I hired a GC and him and I would talk on a daily basis and just keep me updated. He would text me pictures of the property because I couldn't go and see him. And so yeah. he would send me pictures and update me. And yeah, it was just something that I really wanted to do. And I just went all in, right? I said, yeah. This is, this is what I want to do and I, I have to provide for my family and have the secure income. But I think we closed on like two flips um, right before I quit my job. And it was like my whole year's salary. <laughs> so like, hey, this is crazy. Like what we're doing is, is really cool. If I could have more time and focus on this, then yeah, that, that, that's yeah. the track I want to go. So it's really just coming up with that decision, right? That point, this is what I really want to do. And I would, I would hustle, right? I would get up early and I would stay up late and I would get it done. And but it was a high priority. It came to this point, this this intersection that I was probably spending more time real, doing real estate, anyways. And so they were <laughs> yeah. either going to fire me or I was going to quit because my head was not at work. I was yeah. I was always thinking about real estate, and it just it started to hit that point that I was like, I don't even care about my job anymore. I love doing real estate, and so. I would go to work and I would spend time calling, doing real estate deals. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I know that feeling. Before I left corporate America, I was doing the same thing. We had a similar path that way in terms of like getting up early, staying up late, like. You know, that really resonates with me. And I think, you know, a lot of folks who say, you know, I have a full-time job. I have a family. I have kids. Like, I don't have time. I can't do real estate. I have to quit my job to do it. Or I just can't do it until my kids, like, are out of the house or, you know, or until I retire. It's so not true. But you do have to make sacrifices. And, And it doesn't even have to be like your family. You don't have to sacrifice a little bit maybe. But you have to sacrifice your time, which means sleep. In some cases, right, get up early. Don't don't get up at seven when you have to be to work at seven thirty. Like get up at four and spend that time. Or when the kids and everybody's in bed and you're not taking time away from them, then get back into it. I did the same thing. I was I would go to houses. I live in Michigan, so you know in the winter time it's dark by five, and I would get off work at five and I would just have like this little crappy flashlight, or I would have like my cell phone light or something, and and I would just be in like basements in like zero degree weather in a you know kind of a creepy abandoned house basement like looking at the 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 fuse box or whatever trying to figure out if there was going to have to be some electrical work done and it was it was kind of lonely and i was tired and i would have rather been at home eating or watching tv or something but that's just what you have to do that's that's the difference and that's i hear that from people who had a 9 to 5 job and they did this on the side until they could do it full time it takes a certain amount of 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 sacrifice of your personal time. And if you don't if you have kids and a family and you don't want to take time from them, understood and and I applaud that. But you better figure out how to carve out some of your time, less sleep, less binge watching of Netflix or whatever it takes. So um, that's awesome. and I think it's important for people to hear that it, it certainly can be done. and it you know, this is a high t- a high ticket business. So real estate isn't like, oh, I've got to sell. 10,000 widgets in order to surpass my income. No, you need to flip like a couple of houses in a lot of cases. And that'll surpass a lot of people's income. And if you make a lot of money, maybe you have to flip four or five houses, but it's all doable. I mean, you're doing 40 houses now. How many did you start off doing? Like, what was your first year yeah. in real estate? Yeah, one, right? Like you just one, did one. Year and
1: I would do so again, that, that's the hustle, right? I yeah. was in college and guess where I spent my spring break and Christmas break. And any other break in between all my nights and weekends that I wasn't doing homework, I was flipping this house. Totally. And so that's where it started was that, Hey, I want to do this and I need to learn how to do it. So I'd be tiling and it would be spring break while all my friends were out playing and partying and whatever I was laying tile. Yeah, Yeah, that sucked. Trust me. Like (laughs) I wouldn't recommend spending your spring break like that, but it was just something that I wanted to do. Right. And then even at lunch in my corporate job, right? All the guys in my office would go out and eat lunch every day. I wouldn't, I would stay home. I would stay in the office and I would make phone calls or I would um, call on deals or I would do all of that stuff. So yeah, there's, there's sacrifice, but I didn't feel like I sacrificed a lot of my family time. I still hung out with my kids. I still coach soccer. I still got to do all those things, but I found a way that it didn't affect my family time at 4:30, My whole family's asleep anyway. So yeah. Didn't matter what I was doing, right? Right. right. So you just got to figure out if it's something you really want to do and how committed you are to doing that.
0: Yep, totally. And I don't want to hear I'm not a morning person. Like you know, I'm too tight. Like, neither. like I know, <laughs> like I'm I'm not either, right? But I, it just whatever you have to do. Well, here's what something I want to cover too because I think, you know. I've, I've had the privilege of working with a lot of new investors over the last several years. Yeah. And and what, you're a house flipper. So it's kind of I, I really like talking to you because right now, wholesaling is very sexy and a lot of people are talking about it. And you're like, no, I'm a house flipper. It's what I like. It's what I'm good at. It's what I know. And I love that. I love that you're not getting sucked into the wholesaling vortex necessarily. Um, but how did you... Okay, so you started young. That's the other objection sometimes I hear is I'm super young. I'm in college or I just out of college like... I don't have any money nobody takes me seriously like how did wh- how did you start flipping houses where did you find the money to do that first of all
1: yeah so i had to go out and find it right so i had i would borrow hard money and i would google hard money near me right or something like yeah, that and yeah. I, made, I would make a ton of phone calls like i'm the type of guy that even now i feel like that's how i run my business if i need money you bet that I'm the guy that's going to get it because I'll, I'll make 300 phone calls until I find it.
0: Yeah.
1: So I was just that hunger. So I did hard money and our first deal, we lost like 37 grand. I didn't have 37 grand to lose, right? right? So I borrowed this money from this guy and I said, hey, look, I'll make you interest payments. I'll do whatever it takes. Um, I'll pay you back, I promise. So he got most of his money back when we sold it. And then I paid that 30 grand over on our next flip. So I didn't make any money our first two deals. Um, but I squared away with him. I said, Hey, look, I made you right. I need you to, you know, I made sure I paid you back. We did it. I paid you a good interest. And so, and then after that, that was a fun education, right? Losing yeah. 30 grand yeah. on your first deal of money that I didn't have. I was broke, I was in college, like I took the risk and the gamble and I just got creative and made it work. And then since then, we've never lost money, right? We always just make sure we're buying right. We're doing the right things. And then, yeah, you do, money's out there. To me, money's the easy part. If you want to find it, and then go find it, right? People say there's no deals and there's no good contractors and there's no, there's no money, right? That's all just BS, right? It's all... In your head, it's out there. You just have to be willing to go out and get it.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned not making money, like losing money in the first one, and you had to kind of pay it back on the second one. So you made no money. I mean, you didn't, you lost, you lost money in the first deal. The first two deals, you kind of were net zero. But you got a heck of an education for zero, oh, right? And I don't recommend people like break even or lose money. I, I get it, right? But at the end of the day, what you learned should have cost you a lot of money if you were going to school or you know you were paying some sort of mentor or something. But you you did it on your own, and you you got you you learn from that experience and now you've gone forward and, and made it right. So that's where, okay. So you found the money, hard money. That makes sense, total sense. Yeah. If anybody out there who says I don't have money, BS, because there are companies out there all they do is they wait for people like you to call, new investors yeah. who don't know a lot and don't have experience because I'll tell you once you start flipping houses or you know you're in real estate for a while and you get a reputation and you get a track record and you make contacts and you network, pretty soon you're going to be using A lot of private money and there'll be people loaning you money at better rates and better terms. So hard money lenders usually understand they're going to deal with newer investors a lot of times. And honestly, hard money lenders a lot of times can keep you out of trouble too because they're looking at the numbers as well. Like they're 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 trying to watch and make sure that you're not getting yourself in too much trouble. But Hard money lending is, is absolutely viable when you're new. If, you're, if you flipped 100 houses and you're like on this, pay, this crazy scale and you're still using hard money, I'd say you're being a little lazy about finding private money. You probably should find it. Um, but hard money is absolutely legit. Now, when, when, go back to that first deal. Like, what year
1: are we talking at this point? Where were we in time? It was, it was the end of 2008, 2000. Okay. Beginning of 2009, like January, February 2009.
0: Did you run into any, just out of curiosity, did you run into any troubles with appraisals and things? Because that was during the like disaster time for that, real
1: estate. That's what hit us, right? It was oh. at the bottom of the market. And okay. Okay. the floor kind of fell through the house, and it took us, it took me six months to flip it. And yeah. so in six months, the market just, the bottom fell out. And so that's why we lost money. Gotcha but it was, there's a lot more to that, right? There's a lot more variables. We bought it wrong. We rehabbed way too much. We spent too much money. It took us way too long. So we were paying high interest and with hard money, you're going to, it's going to cost you more than private money, right? That's just, but, but that, that is so important that that expense, because they're going to help you. They're going to make sure they get their money back and they're on board to make sure that you successfully have it this good. Deal.
0: Totally. And okay. So, that makes sense then. I was wondering yeah, about that. I was yeah, going that was gonna be my next question. Nine.
1: Yeah. And then we started getting into wholesaling before wholesaling was the, the thing, right? We would do short sales. So we would flip contracts and we do an A to B closing and a B to C closing. Gotcha. That's before the FHA rule and all of that stuff. So we used to do we would flip contracts, but it was different. We would double close them and we weren't assigning contracts and yeah. stuff like that. Okay. We so, started doing that as well, but we would do some rehabs too.
0: So deals were a little easier to find back then because there was just a lot of distress. Nowadays, yeah. though, how are you finding your deals now nowadays?
1: Yeah, so a big part of our market is I didn't want to spend there's a lot of wholesalers that will spend 30, 40, 50 grand a month in marketing right and they're getting a high volume and they're getting a lot of deals but they have a lot of overhead mm-hmm. so coming from manufacturing right it's all about being lean and being efficient and yeah. how do you make things you know really tight and so for me I didn't want to do that that was just my experience I'm like how can I spend the least amount of money and get the biggest return and it was yeah. with people and so still our business a, a huge foundation is networking so I have two acquisition managers now And one of them just is solely based on networking. He's meeting with wholesalers and we do lunches with realtors and we teach classes to bird dogs, to new investors that want to get into real estate. Um, So networking is is a huge thing for us that we're always actively involved in the RIAs and we're actively involved in all of that. So we're getting deals just from our network. So a huge majority are, are from our network. And then we have I have another lead manager or acquisition manager that we have inbound leads. So we're doing like some Facebook marketing and some online marketing, some PPC. We do a little bit of RVM that okay. we send out uh, ringless voicemail is what RVM is. And so he'll deal with all the inbound leads and talk with those kind of leads of self-generated leads. And then I have another acquisition guy that's getting leads mm-hmm. from realtors and attorneys. We've bought two houses from divorce attorneys this year. We've got just... Um, a lot of stuff like that people okay. who are sending us deals so okay
0: that's that's awesome and it's it's re- you're right wholesaling that's high volume <clears throat> it's a lot of marketing dollars like people you know <laughs> the thing has always been with wholesaling like you don't need any money and you don't have you know it's like no you need <laughs> yeah. money you don't need money yeah, by the house control. but you need money to, to market yeah. right it's all about it because wholesaling is really a marketing and sales It's not. I mean, it's real. It can be in real estate. It's fine. But you're marketing for contracts and then selling them. Like that's all you're doing: marketing and selling. So um, that that's cool. Where do you think your most your deals are coming from? Just out of curiosity.
1: Like I know Um, it's networking,
0: but like which specific channel do you think is the highest like ROI for you?
1: Yeah, probably agents. We get a lot of pocket listings and I would say that that's probably the majority. It's probably pretty, I need to look at those numbers, but buy some from wholesalers, right? So I'm not afraid to buy from wholesalers because I'll pay someone 20 grand if I can make 40, right? Then it'll still make sense for us. And so so a lot of flippers, uh, wholesalers, they're all bad deals. Well, 95% of them are bad deals, but there's good deals out there that wholesalers that we can negotiate or they get in a bind and they need to move a property and I'm the guy. And so we'll yeah. do wholesalers, but I would say agents and referrals are probably the highest for us. Okay, But, but those don't cost any money, right? Yeah. And that's that's a good return for us is that we'll buy these deals that we'll pay the commission and that just counts as our cost of goods. Yep. And- we don't have to bring any money to the table. Our hard money or our private money, right? Always covers that cost. And so.
0: Okay. And so, so you're just out of curiosity, I'm going down a rabbit hole a little bit, but I'm curious because we've never talked about this specifically. Your, yeah. your acquisition folks, you're not paying, uh, I'm going to say something as a statement, but I'm actually really asking. You're not paying them a salary then it sounds like. Nope. Okay. Not a, so it's all commission for them. Once you once you sell the property, they get paid or would you pay them yeah. when you buy? Okay. So, so will you pay Again, you for
1: flow reasons? Right. Yeah. Is that for me, I don't, I don't want to pay them until I get paid. And so are they, they full-time
0: with you? Are they working another job or are they full-time with you? Yep. So
1: one is an agent as okay. well. And so the part of his kicker is that he he gets a commission on the front end when we close. So we put that as part of his commission. So yep. he actually gets paid that commission up front, but it's part of our, our, our closing costs. Mm-hmm. And, and in the back end, he gets the listing. And so he'll list it for two and a half percent and he'll, he'll generate money that way. So he's motivated to bring deals because he knows that I'm going to return and give him. And the other one is just part-time and he solely works for me. So he's just a part-time guy that okay. spends a lot of time on the phone and is getting deals that way. Yeah. So, but, but they're all commissioned. Okay. So
0: Okay, that's cool. That's good for people to know, right? You don't have to have this big salary set aside or worry about nope. how am I gonna make payroll. No, you're making payroll out of your profits. Like you, you don't have to pay yep. unless you make money. So that that's a huge objection too for people for scaling their business. That everyone thinks, Oh, I can't afford to pay someone forty thousand dollars a year, or thirty thousand or sixty thousand. There are creative ways you can do this and you just did you just lay that out. And in fact, what I thought was cool you mentioned earlier, you were working a full time job and you hired a, a, a project manager. You hired someone to to run your renovations for you. I'm assuming that person was commissioned.
1: Yeah. So it was a, he was um, just a contractor, a general contractor. And then he he was flipping the property for me and kind of overseeing it. And then we would give him a profit split on the end. Yeah. So So, I didn't have to pay him. Right. It was all, he only got paid when I got paid. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. So you got a team working for you, um, with no no overhead as far as salaries go. You you're lean and as, as it relates to marketing dollars or that marketing effort is a little bit more manpower that is all paid by commission, and yep. and you're getting your deals through a lot of networking and things like that. that's awesome because again, people are like there are no deals out there. That's the thing, right? There are no deals out there. We know there are, and there's a by the way, there's a hundred ways you can get a deal. It's just, totally. you can, you can pay for it and just use that kind of brute force, um, logic about it, or you can spend the time networking and build that network. And the network, by the way, is, is it's free. It takes time. It takes energy and time. So somebody has to do that, but it's a heck of a lot better than spending 20 or $30,000 a month to, to generate yeah. leads in your case. Totally.
1: Right. And I just wasn't in that place. Right. Yeah. When I first started, I didn't have 20 grand to throw at it. And so I had to be creative and I said, Hey, who can bring me deals. And why does it incentivize them? So when agents bring us deals, we'll totally relist it with them or we get, we give them bonuses all the time. So we'll pay their commission and then we'll do a thousand dollar gift card when we sell the property or just stuff like that to get really creative. So it, it incentivizes them that, Hey, we're the guys and we're serious and we close, right? We, we, if we get a deal under contract, then we close the deal. And so that's really, that's given us a good reputation as well. Yeah. But yeah, we, we probably get two deals a month just from our network. And then we're one to two deals a month from our internal uh, marketing. And we're only spending 3000 bucks a month on generating those inbound leads. That's awesome. Our marketing spend is really small and we, and trust me, like I really want to grow this bigger. And that's part of our plan next year is to maybe double down on that and spend a little bit more money on marketing. But but we're working now and we're self-sufficient, right? We have deals that are coming, we have good lead flow, and we're not spending a lot of money to create that. Could we do a hundred deals? Sure, that's gonna look a lot different than doing 40 deals. Sure. Um, but yeah, for us, it, it worked and it was slow organic growth. Yep. So we didn't so we didn't have a high risk going into it.
0: Yep, and you're in Utah and you, yep. your average flip, I think you told me before, is around 40,000, 30, 40,000? 40,
1: no, we're different market. So we're like two thirty is our our median is three hundred thousand in Utah. Yeah, yeah. And our houses. Oh, you're saying profit? Uh, no, no. I'm oh, saying yes. so, I'm, I'm saying
0: that you're. I, I'm sorry, I didn't really explain myself well. The the houses that you're buying in Utah, your renovation budget is somewhere yep. around forty thousand dollars. Sorry about that. Yep. Correct. Um, and yes. then profits are somewhere in the twenty thousand dollar range. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, so we average right now we're about twenty seven thousand. Okay, okay. So it's our average. Yeah, and that's a
0: that's a that's a like a super like common average. Maybe not in California or places where the the real estate's really expensive, but a lot of Midwest stuff. That's super common. Um, very clean, very very by the numbers kind of renovation. It sounds like. Yeah, and
1: obviously there's more, right? Like we made one and we made seventy grand on it, right? Yeah. And then we just flipped one and we'll make fifteen on it. So yep. yep. Our our target is to make 25k on a property. If we can hit 25k, then it's worth us worth it for us to do the deal.
0: Totally makes sense, man. There's always going to be the home runs, the triples, the doubles, singles, and then somewhere you kind of you know strike out a little bit. (laughs) But that wasn't fun. But (laughs) But honestly, a lot of times in real estate investing, even a strikeout can mean you only you only clear a couple thousand dollars because all you know hell broke loose. So. So that's not that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, So let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, You you mentioned uh, contractors, and this is a huge pain point. This is what keeps a lot of people out of flipping; is they just don't want to deal with contractors. So, what's your strategy for finding them and then Uh, keeping the good ones around? How do you keep them wanting to work with you?
1: Yeah, totally. So for us, again, I'm going to come back to it's all about relationships, right? So we're out there finding, and people will go and drive for dollars and and drive to find deals, but they won't drive for contractors. And so for us, whenever I'm driving around and I see like my neighbors are putting on a roof, okay, I'm going to go talk to those roofers and get their phone number, or I'm going to go to Home Depot at six in the morning. And this is what I used to do. This is how I found my contractor that first started is I was at Home Depot at six in the morning, just talking with dudes, right? Yeah. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I remodel houses. No kidding. You remodel houses. Cool. Would you do it? Help me do a project. And what would you charge? And can we team up? And then so finding good contractors there's a million ways right yeah. craigslist is a great way to do it hold we'll call some contractors um get on craigslist and find it in and, and utah it's called ksl right ksl is a lot bigger than craigslist but it's the same thing it's classifieds and so we would call contractors there and we're always looking for people always every time i go to home depot or a building supply store or anything like that every time i go there i'm getting people's cards I'm even calling off vans. I still do this today and I love it. Like, I'll call off a, a guy's van that's run down, and you don't want the nice vans, right? Because they have a lot of overhead and they're too yeah. expensive. You want <laughs> a guy that has a pickup truck that has his name painted on the door, right? Exactly. The
0: that's that hilarious. That's so funny. <laughs> You're so right about that. Now, you mentioned KSL. I just want to go back there for a second. K is in Cat, S is in Sam, L is in lock yep. letter so it's
1: it's like a local news station oh, okay
0: here in utah. oh i see i see okay and, okay
1: and it outperforms craigslist so in utah everyone goes to ksl for classifieds gotcha. and
0: okay this is just a local thing for you guys
1: yeah okay yeah, it's well, just if
0: you're local. in utah there you go
1: ksl yeah um, right yeah you would know you would know what ksl is if you're from Utah. okay
0: good i won't even have to, so, to mention to those folks
1: yeah it's just like a, a news thing and it, it just is a lot more popular than Craigslist in Utah. So,
0: so when you find these guys, right, this this guy who's driving around with his truck and his name painted on the side, and you give him a call, do you uh-huh. tell that? Like, how how does that conversation go? And what I'm getting at here specifically is how do you or do you convey to them you're an investor? You need like discounted pricing or wholesale pricing or whatever you're not interested in like being a retail customer where they come in and do one thing and charge you, you know, 10 times what they should. Like how do you have that conversation?
1: Yeah, totally. So the biggest pitch points for us is that we pay every week. And so you're going to get paid upon completion. If you do the job, we'll pay you that week. And so that's a huge thing, right? That we we always say, "Hey, we have deep pockets." Even though when I first started, I didn't have deep pockets, right? But I would say, "Hey, look, we'll make sure that you get paid." Yeah. And we'll pull you on time. You won't have to follow up with me and bug me that you're gonna get paid. So that's a huge thing to contractors. And we, we do a high volume, right? So if you perform for us, I have a plumber that we love. He's like my favorite, and he moonlights. He'll come and do it nights and weekends and he has his day job and he'll charge me a lot less because he doesn't have all the overhead. Yeah, And he'll come and do, he'll moonlight. And those are my favorite kind of people. We have HVAC guys that moonlight and plumbers and electricians and all of those guys because they don't have to have a high overhead. They're not paying for employees and they're not paying for, you know, all this other stuff. And as long as they're licensed and they can give us a proof of insurance, then that's all we care about.
0: That's awesome. That's that's really, really cool. So you mentioned you pay them once a week, which is. Pretty unusual or unheard of for a lot of real estate investors and flippers. Like though they usually do like you do a 25% draw or a 15% draw, and then you do another chunk halfway through and another chunk three quarters of the way through, and then you hold off, you know, paying the last 20% until the job is totally done. You're paying them every week. So when you're paying them every week, and I flipped houses for a number of years, I didn't do it that way. I didn't know that even to to do it that way. But my question would be, and, and maybe some folks out there who are flipping houses now might have a similar question. When you're flipping a house, it's and we're gonna get into the way you're flipping houses now, which is like I didn't I I teased it it ten years ago (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. I teased it a little bit when I when I did your intro but um, you're doing you're doing flips in seven days okay so this question will not necessarily pertain to the way you're doing it now but back then when you were doing like flips over a course of a month or whatever. Flips don't always, the work doesn't always cleanly get done. Like, I did this, it's done. I did this, it's done. Some things, you start it, you do a bit of it, and then you have to wait till something else gets finished, and then you do the rest of it, and or, or you do a, a second third of it, and then you have somebody else has to do something, and you go back. So the, the sometimes during a flip, work will get done that can't be finished because it relies on another um, like an HVAC guy to come in and finish his work or an electrician. How do you, how do you pay those people every week? Because they're going to say, hey, listen, my guys worked for hours on this this week. I got to pay them, but it's not yeah. done.
1: Yeah, totally. I, I love that point. And we, when I first started that, we didn't do that, right? It was a nightmare. And the paying contractors, we would we lost a lot of money because I would give a contractor 50% down and then they wouldn't show up for three weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right? You can almost so, guarantee they're not going to show up if you give them 50% down, you yeah. know, but like, these are the things people do. Yeah, I get it. I I made the same mistakes.
1: Yeah. So don't do that. That's no, my advice. No, no, no. Don't give someone 50% down because you'll lose money. Right. Yeah. I, I have a contractor. Now we lost like 10 grand and it just was the same story. Right. We gave him a deposit. He never showed up. The work didn't get done. And now you're out three weeks and 10,000 bucks. Right. Yep. yep. So don't do that. Learn from Mike and I's mistakes. Exactly. Right?
0: Exactly. Don't,
1: don't do that. So to answer your question though, now, and now that I've got a lot more experience working with contractors, is that we do a line itemized invoice. And so every line, I'm gonna change the toilet in this bathroom. I'm going to run plumbing here. I'm gonna do all of this, right? So I can see exactly the process that they, they need to follow. So for our plumbers, for example, they do rough plumbing and they'll come in and they'll do whatever needs to be done for rough plumbing. And I'll pay them upon completion when that's done.
0: So you right. have them break down the cost. They don't just say bathroom plumbing. They say bathroom rough plumbing or whole house rough plumbing. And, and then what they come does in it
1: entail? I want to know what I'm going to run two hot uh, pecs piping from here to here. Okay, perfect. So then I can go in a house. And even if you know nothing about construction, you could say, did you run two pecs pipe from here to here? Yes or no? Yes, I ran that. It's right here. Okay, cool. Wow. I'll pay you.
0: That's very detailed. How how in the world do you get contractors to give you that level of detail on yeah, their quotes?
1: So, so now it's just all on relationships, yeah, right? Yeah. And so we, we we trust guys and we've worked with them. But when I first started, I needed to know because I needed to compare apples to apples. I would get four different bids for plumbing. And I wanted to compare who's really the best price and who could, is really going to give me the most value. And I couldn't do that if they say, rough plumbing, $1,500, finished plumbing, $500. And the other guy was $2,000. And it, I just couldn't compare that. So I yeah. said, hey, look, I really need good bids so I can compare with you and with the next person. And so I really have a good budget on this project. And so it's, it's all in communication. It's building rapport with contractors. It's, it's putting your arm around them and saying, I need your help. I need you as part of my team. And contractors are cool with that. As long as you, you're willing to help them out. Right. Yeah. yeah. So now we've got a good team and, and I know what their bid is going to be. And we can do a, an estimated budget when we're walking through a house because we have those in place. But when you're first starting, that information is so important to you. Because oh, yeah. you need to know what you're paying for, and then when you walk a house next time, you know. Okay, I know that plumbing. I did three bids, and plumbing is going to cost me fifteen hundred dollars, yeah. right? And I yeah. know I have the guy already that can do that. Yeah. And so when I would first start out, that was really important information to me: is how much does it really cost, and and who's the best guy to do that? Do so you we get them?
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish. Go ahead. I'm
1: sorry. No, no, that's
0: it. I, I was going to say, do, how do you get so? You know, we tell people all the time. I tell people to: you need more than one bid, obviously, right? It's not even a; it's hardly even you can call it a bid if they get the job with one, you know, just one person. So you get a bid of three to five people. Let's just say five five contractors come out and bid it. Are you having all of them?
1: Five will show up. yeah,
0: Yeah, exactly. But let's just say you get those five bids. Do you have all five of those guys give you this super detailed? Every line I like, and then four of them aren't going to get the job. How do you yeah. get them to give you that level and put that work into it the next time you ask them when they didn't get the last job?
1: Yeah. And I would explain it again. It's all how you talk with these yeah. contractors, right? So it, I would say, Hey, look, this is why you didn't get the bid. Here's your bid, and here's their bid. And this is why I chose them. And I would have those conversations all the time with contractors. Yeah. And I'd say, Hey, look, if you want the work, then great do the work and do it at this price or better than this price right and so it, it's just giving that constant feedback it's just you're dating contractors right it's all yeah. this give and take and you've got to you've got to play to their emotions and you've got to do all of that right it's their people yep. that are giving you a service and so how what's going to benefit you i want to make sure that you're making money yep. and that's important to me and i'm going to pay you for that and i want to make sure that you can feed your kids and all of that stuff but at the same time I'm trying to run a lean business as well. And I need your help. Totally. I I think if you take that mentality that I need your help and Hey, look, I'm new at this. I don't understand plumbing. I need you to break it down for me and help me understand that.
0: That's that's awesome.
1: I think most people I'm willing to do that. If someone says, Hey, help me learn how to flip houses. Okay, cool. I I totally want to help someone versus I'm trying to get, you're going to screw me and whatever. Right? So if you have that relationship with a contractor, Hey, I'm going to help you i'm going to give you every deal that we have going forward you'll make a ton of money and in the return i need your help to make sure i understand this yeah right and ask stupid questions i would ask the dumbest questions ever i don't know what, what is peck's pipe what does that mean yeah. show me what yeah. PECS pipe is okay cool and that's how you learn and that's how you build this relationship if they feel like they're helping you not just to get paid for it if they genuinely feel like they're helping you i think that your relationship is going to be a lot better.
0: Yeah, you're right. And I think what what happens what we do as investors, like investors it's real fun to like always rag on contractors and talk about them, but as investors where we fall up where we fall short a lot of times is we'll have those five contractors come in, they'll put all this work into a bid, we'll award it to somebody we'll just ghost everybody else like we don't even respond to them right like we don't even tell them what happened and then when you call them the next time rightfully so they're saying no i'm not coming out you wasted my time the first time i gave you this quote you didn't even call right. me so having that follow up conversation saying look here's what i was here's what i had in front of me and you can clearly see why I had to go with this other person and it helps them kind of understand your pricing structure and it also makes them know that you're not just using them for a competitive bid to try to work somebody else's numbers down and you just kind of used and wasted their time it shows that you really care and you're trying to develop a relationship and I you're right everything is about relationships I don't care what you're doing in your your life or what business you're in it's like all relationships and this is no different and contractors are people like you said and it's real it's real like in vogue to like kind of give contractors a bad time or like talk about them and roll your eyes. I do it sometimes. Um, but, but they're just folks trying to make a living and, and not have their time wasted because their time is money too. So, um, yeah. Totally. yeah. And
1: then even when you find those, when you find the really good contractors, you've got to keep them right. And so for us, that's super important. So let me give you a short story. We had, we bought a house and it had a ramp like a wheelchair ramp mm-hmm. coming up to the house. I talked to the contractor. And I'm like, Hey, sell this how sell this ramp right whatever you get out of it we'll split so anyways they're like oh sweet that's awesome we'll take pictures of it we'll post it on whatever and and we'll sell it so anyways they were working on another project and all their tools got stolen about a thousand dollars worth of tools right and so they came to me they're like oh hey we got our tools stolen i'm like well sorry and then the next day they sold the ramp for a thousand bucks and so i was like hey look, dudes." keep all that money and go buy new tools. It it didn't cost me anything. Right. Right. I didn't want the ramp anyways. I was going to throw it in the garbage or recycle it. Right. That endeared them to me that they will never go anywhere else. They're like, this guy is nuts. He bought us all brand new tools and, and it really didn't cost me anything. Right. I I didn't put it. I didn't give them a thousand dollars. Right. They got rid of a problem for me and it ended up being a win for them. So just stuff like that, buying, taking donuts and Gatorade. And yesterday we're doing, we're doing, we're in the right in the middle of a seven day flip right now. And I went and I bought 40 junior bacon cheeseburgers for my crew. Right. That was fun. That was cool. And they loved it. They thought it was the coolest thing ever. Holy cow. This dude just bought 40 junior bacon cheeseburgers for the whole crew. (laughs) Like that goes a long ways. And it, it cost me 80 bucks, right. To buy all that stuff. But that, that endeared them to me. That They're going to stay with me for a long time because we have good relationships. I make sure that they feel like they're part of the team. So it's just kind of cool. Make sure you keep the good ones. Get rid of the bad ones. (laughs) Exactly. Keep the good
0: ones. So let me just side note. How do you go about ordering? Would you say 80? (laughs) Did you say 40? 40. 40. 40 40. Do you have to call ahead or how does that work? You just showed up. I
1: walked in and I was like, (laughs) I I need you to listen carefully. (laughs) I don't think you're ready for this.
0: Not 14.
1: 40 yeah, 40 and the guy's like you want 40 i'm like yeah 40 junior bacon cheeseburgers." <laughs> you're sure you want 40 yeah i'm sure i want 40 he's like well that's gonna take a minute i'm like yeah that's okay like that's, too
0: funny. Yeah, that's so too funny yeah so i took a
1: picture of it it was pretty awesome but they loved it so <laughs> that's I asked great i'm like what do you guys want for lunch oh we want a cheeseburger I'm Like, where do you go get 25 cheeseburgers, right? Yeah, yeah. So I went to Wendy's and I ordered 40 of them. But when I brought back this box, literally a box of 40 junior bacon cheeseburgers from Wendy's, <laughs> their <laughs> eyes were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This guy is so cool. And it just gave me a ton of points that these guys will be with me for a long time.
0: How many people are working on that job site that day? Like you bought 40 of them. Do like they each have four a piece or what? How does that work?
1: Uh, probably 18 guys. Okay. So
0: All right. Awesome. guys
1: on site. But All right. Yeah. So, so 15 of our own and we had a couple subs. And
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, so, so that's a good, that's a really good lead in to what I want to talk to you about next before we run out of time here. Cause I want to respect yeah, your sure. time. So I, I tease it a little bit. Like I said, when I, when I did the intro for Tyler, so Tyler is doing something that I really have never heard of before until he started doing it. And I'm I'm sure that your manufacturing and operations background kind of like lent itself to this. But you are doing full renovations, $40,000 renovations, like full-on renovations in seven days. Is that seven, seven business days? And, you're, and you're, you're squeaking a weekend in there to kind of like... Make no, give you we, to...
1: we started on Friday our last one we started on Monday and ended on Sunday and this one we're start we started on Friday and we'll end tomorrow okay Thursday.
0: so for those of you who and i'll I'll even raise my hand sheepishly here when I started flipping houses <laughs> who it's taken you three four five six months a year I didn't it never took me a year but it' is for it took you all the you know to to flip a house how Seven days. I, I've had painters that took seven days by themselves, and no one else, or you know, flooring people, and nobody could come into the house because they're doing floors, you know, hardwood floors or whatever. How? And I know this could be a two-hour conversation, but let's see how yeah, if totally. we can condense this into like a high-level overview. How in the world do you do a seven-day renovation?
1: Yep, perfect. So it's it's a forty-k rehab. This is our second one that we've done. It's just pretty awesome. Um, but we're going to do more, right? We're going to do, we're going to create this system that we can do seven day flips all the time. That's our plan. We want to make sure we understand the system, but how we do that is we, it's all about planning to us. So we planned this flip for weeks before we started it. We didn't know the house, right? We didn't know what it was going to look like or which house we were going to do or anything like that. But we just said, what does it really, what does a flip entail? And a flip is a hundred percent materials and man hour. Mm -hmm. right if you have man hours whether it's your painter your plumber whoever it is it's all some dude has to be there getting stuff done and so we're like hey well what if we can compact all of those hours into seven days what is it going to take how many guys would we need to do that and it was more of a science project for me to figure out where are we not efficient and where can we be better so i was hoping the wheels were going to fall off and we were going to crash and burn but it was so successful that it was just shocking. So the, the answer to that question is, we, we stack contractors strategically, right? So on, on our first one that we did, um, we got, we said, okay, these are all of the jobs that have to be done. We have to paint the interior and the exterior. We have to do plumbing. We have to do rough electrical. We had to change the panel. We had to um, do redo the whole kitchen how does that look and what needs to be done where and how many guys that we're not going to be jumping all over each other. So we did that all strategically. Okay. Day one is demo and dry in and we've got to do all of this stuff and we could have 10 guys all do demo at the same time, right? It'll take us an hour and a half to do demo. And then what do we do with those 10 guys? Oh, now we could have them do paint prep and sheetrock repair and all of that other stuff in different rooms and different jobs. So it was all just, How could we get as many people in the house at the same time um, that we could? So exterior paint guys, they didn't care that demo was going on because they could prep for the outside of the the thing. And then once demo was done, guys could be in the kitchen and the bathroom and the electrician could be in the living room, right? Doing all the stuff that he needed to do. So it was really just, it's all we call it stacking contractors. How much? Oh, go ahead. How
0: much pushback do you get from contractors to do this? This is highly unusual for them, I'm sure. Yeah. How much pushback do you get? How much do you did you get of like this isn't realistic? We can't, you can't expect this. No, us. none. Honestly,
1: I we had the right guys yeah. in place and we said, look, you're gonna make a lot of money in a short period of time. If you can commit, right, and you can be there on the day that we need you to be there, we'll pay you. You'll get paid when the project's completed. Yeah. And people loved it. They're like, what? I can, I can make my full amount in, in two days? That's we're awesome. Like, yeah, we're going to make. So, the push, if that was the biggest thing, I had to sell it, right? I had to sell this idea and this vision. But I'm like, let me show you the benefits of it. We're going to achieve something that not a lot of the people have ever even thought of doing. It's going to save me a ton of time and money and energy and all of that stuff. So, we stacked our contractors strategically, even our materials truck. So we got a U-Haul truck on our first one, okay. and we said, okay, what's the order that we need to buy materials in? So appliances were at the end because they're the last thing to go in, yep. right? And then we stacked the U-Haul truck in order of importance of, of usage. Yep. So the, the trims at the back, and then the tile, and then all of this other stuff. So that way our guys knew exactly what to pull. It was all in the right order. We didn't lose any time we catered that week and same thing with this one like we've catered all week so no one has to leave the job site right everyone <laughs> stays there get stuff done we bring them lunch we had a porta potty come in you don't ever have to leave while you're on your shift you stay here and you get your job done and as long as everybody gets their job done then it works flawlessly so like today we've got flooring guys coming in but we've already we already hit these pivot points paintings done outlets are changed We don't need to be in that bedroom. The bedroom's done. The doors are in. The lights have been changed. Go carpet guys, go finish. We're going to go do tile in the kitchen where you're not going to be. And the outside painters are going to finish their thing today. And then we've got sod coming, right? So guys are in doing carpet and now we have sod and landscaping and painters and tile going in on the kitchen all and none of these guys will be in their way. And so it's, What's, What's again? We could spend two yeah, hours on. Yeah, for
0: sure. We could spend a lot of time. No, it's 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 fascinating, and stacking contractors <laughs> is a really cool concept. <laughs> Um, and I, I think the fact that you didn't get pushback really does speak to the fact that you have relationships with these people. I'm assuming these yeah, weren't all sure. like the first time they'd ever met you. Like you, these guys know you yeah. and, and they trust you and they know they're going to get paid and all that. So all that helps. If you, I think if you grab some guy off Craigslist, who's never heard of you in the first job, be like, you're stacking him up. Like, We're going to do it in
1: seven days. Yeah. Like
0: they're going to go, no way. Like, the, you know, whatever. So I, I think having that relationship is huge. Um, uh, wh- the, how, wh- how do you handle like, like the punch list at the end, like the, like go somebody, at some point you have to go through and make sure that you do all the little things that they all get done. Do you like set yeah. aside a day for that? Or just, is that happen yeah. in tandem? So that,
1: that's happening for us tomorrow on this flip, but we okay. have two designers that are part of our team and they're just two women who love HGTV and they're mm-hmm. both interior designers and they're amazing. At, so they design our whole project, what tile, what paint color, what everything, right? Mm-hmm. That exterior paint color. And so, Tomorrow we're all three of us and our, the listing agent are going to walk through and say, we're going to blue tape everything. And then just like we did with demo, we had 15 guys come and demo the property. Then we're going to have 15 guys do all of our punch out list. This needs to be taped and painted, and this needs to be fixed. And this door doesn't close all the way. And this tile isn't quite straight or anything like that. We go through, we, we itemize everything and we put it up on the wall. So we have a huge Gantt chart on our wall. A Gantt chart is like a, a timeline for your project. Yep. Everybody knows what has to be done on that day. And then when our punch out list, we print it out and here's our punch out list. And what's cool about that is guys will just start going through the list. They don't have to be skilled. They could say, oh, I'm done with this. Oh, what's next? We yeah. don't have to tell them anything. It's all self-sustained. They go and they just make sure they're checking stuff off the list. That's awesome. Punch-out works great because the designers are a lot pickier than me, and they, but we end up with a really good product that will sell really fast.
0: So you are, if I, if my calculation's right, I just happen to know it's about you because we talked on Friday, that was your first day. Are you in like your your sixth day right now? Yep,
1: today's day six. Okay, uh-huh.
0: be, Okay, be honest. Have you run into major problems? Have you, have you are you gonna hit your timing?
1: Yeah. So Hundred ah, percent. So we awesome. had we had our countertop guy right, and we we had to plan on these contingencies right. Mm-hmm. Our countertop guy his had to take his daughter to the hospital right. Oh crap! What do we do right? So he was supposed to come yesterday and do countertops. But we're like, okay, well, let's shift this around. Let's hurry and do the backsplash and get it done before the the granite guy gets here. Yeah. So he's coming today and the backsplash is already done and he'll just butt up to that versus yeah. we would have probably done the countertops first and then we would have backsplashed to the countertops. Gotcha. But he's like, no, it'll be fine. It'll look great. And so we planned it and it worked awesome. That's so right? cool, man.
0: I was, I was <laughs> hoping I wasn't going to do a womp womp moment. <laughs> Don't us,
1: uh, So,
0: okay, last question. And this is sort of like a, like a silly little question that I just want to yeah. know. H- half of this podcast is just me indulging myself. So <laughs> do you count the cleaning of the property after the renovation as part of the renovation? Or is that like renovation done, seven days, boom, hit the timer. Now we have people come in and clean.
1: Yeah. So for us, we do a general clean, but I have 15 guys that probably don't know sure. how to clean. Right. So we'll wipe down floors and we wash windows. That's all part of our punch out. But then we hire a professional cleaner and the designers will come in and stage it. So gotcha. the seven days is just the rehab. Yeah. 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 That's, oh, that's, that's all it. Stuff.
0: Just the rehab. Oh, that's not, I'm, not, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, the yeah, cleaning. Yeah. yeah. The cleaning, I was going to say, that would be, you'd almost have to do a six day rehab because the cleaning would take it. Yeah. And you can't have people Which, doing work. So.
1: Yeah, which it was last time. So last time we did it in about six and a half days. And so the half day was just doing punch out and screwing in light bulbs yeah, and stuff like
0: that. That's awesome. And then we,
1: we had it clean that day. And then then you've got like pictures that we had to schedule yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So yep. that didn't but, uh, on our first one, we were keys. We got keys to contract in 14 days. Wow. So we got the keys. We had already we already planned it. We walked through the house before we even owned it. And said hey we're under contract this is the day we close so we're going to go and plan this flip so my project manager my designers we walked through it we had a plan we closed on like yeah on Mon or friday i think and then we started monday that's what it was and then wow. from keith the contract was 14 days we had it under contract in five days something like that so that's amazing it and contract in 14 days Gosh. forty thousand dollars
0: Rehab. That's crazy. That's just absolutely off the charts. For those of you who are listening or new to real estate, you haven't flipped a house yet. Like, don't try doing seven days. Not your first one, but it's yeah, a great goal. No. It's sort of like the four minute mile, right? Somebody thought, you know, at some point, like nobody will ever break the four minute mile. It's unbreakable. It's a record that can never be broken, and then it got broken, right? So, um, the seven day rehab is is sort of like that. Like, it's it's not something for brand new people, but I think. You know, when you're doing rehabs and you've done a dozen or whatever, and you're like, these things take three or four months. Like, examine your process, examine what you're doing, because you should. Even if you can't do them in seven days, two weeks, three weeks, like these are all very attainable. If I told you to do a rehab in three weeks, you'd be like, well, what am I supposed to do for two of the weeks? Because I can do this in a week. So, Uh so people who are doing six months and like, I don't know what's going wrong. It's taking me six months to do just a basic rehab, like. You're not organizing yourself. You don't communicate maybe well with the contractors. Um, there's a lot of, of uh, self-examination there, and a lot of operations that you need you need to work with. So, um, you know, Tyler, I mentioned uh, early in in his intro, um, he's part of our uh, seven-figure flipping group. He's going to be speaking at Flip Hacking Live. So, if you guys are going, it, there'll be a perfect opportunity to grab him when he's not. You know talking to somebody and just say, Hey, tell me more about this. Uh, but he'll be on stage breaking this all down in in a little bit more detail than we did here. Um, and, and if you haven't gotten those tickets, you can go to juststartrealestate.com forward slash flip hacking live and get a discounted ticket off of what it will cost. If you go right to the website. And, uh, like I said, Tyler's going to be there. I'm looking forward to your presentation. I'm going to have my notebook and pen ready because, uh, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm helping my daughter uh, do some renovation, do some rehab. She's starting to rehab, and and let's just say it didn't happen in seven seven days by any means. Even though I'm an experienced rehabber, It wasn't taking seven days, and uh, and and so I really want to bring some things back to her for sure, and and learn some things for myself as well. Because we do some strate- strategic rehabs in our company, and and just everybody, I'm I'm all about learning, and I think nobody is too good or been doing this too long or whatever to to not be able to learn from people. So. I'm looking forward to learning from you, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a few weeks. Um, uh, And uh, like I said, we could go on two more hours about just the seven-day stuff. But I really appreciate your time and sharing and being so open and honest. You're a total open book, man. You're one of the good ones. So thanks for doing this.
1: Yeah, for sure. I had a lot of fun. And and feel free to reach out to me too. Find me on Facebook. You can see every day we post a live video of what it's supposed to look like.
0: How do they find you on Facebook? What do they they search? Just
1: Tyler Jensen. We're starting a Facebook page. It'll be under Utah House Flip. Um, Once I get that up, it should be this week. But yeah, Tyler Jensen on Facebook. But yeah, come to Flip Hacking Live. I'm bringing my project manager. He's kind of the integrator behind all of it. I was the visionary. He made it happen. So he'll be there. Nice. Um, I'll be there answering questions. I'll tell you everything that we do, all the secrets, but if you don't get any, anything out of this podcast, just it's all about planning and people, right? If you really understand that and you really understand that you need to plan these flips um, and make sure that they're, they're well-oiled machine that you don't have any dead days, right? Dead days are when no one shows up to your house. If that happens, you're losing money. So Yep. For every, for us every day that no one's on a job, we lose about 150 bucks, right? That's an interest or whatever. And, and so just plan on that, that it's all about planning. How do you get guys there? So even for your daughter, just say, Hey, how do we get guys there every day? If you're, if you have guys there every day, it won't take six months. I promise. Like, unless you have the worst contractor ever, get guys there, but planning and people, if you really have that, this business, you can be really successful. So plan to be successful and then have the right people around you that can implement your, your vision and your dream and, and make sure that you have good rapport with them, right? That they're part of the team and they feel like that.
0: Totally, man. That's...
1: That's all my, that's my, Sum up. People and planning.
0: People and planning. I love it, man. Thanks again for doing this. You're the man. I'll see you in a few weeks. And if you guys have any questions or you just want to watch his progress on these, because it's super cool, Tyler Jensen on, on Facebook, and you can see what's going on there on his projects. It's it's a real thing, guys. Seven days. I know Tyler personally. Uh, it is not BS. It is for real. So uh, th- thanks again <laughs> thanks for doing guys. this, man. And we'll, we'll see you yeah. soon, brother. All right. For sure. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed talking to Tyler. He's a great guy, and I know that as a, as an investor, he has a lot to offer people in terms of just his advice, the way he goes about his business, as thorough and as organized as he is. And like he said, it's all about it's all about those relationships and planning. Like he's really exemplifies that, and and I I thought that that it would be really fun to have him on and and talk about how he kind of hustled when he was working a day job and and got you know his business off the ground and then he, he sort of systematized and refined and like he said it's all about like ROI and being efficient and lean and that's how he runs his business he has great profit margins i can tell you and and he now he's gotten these things down to 7 days that he's flipping properties it's just amazing and i suggest that you follow him on facebook and, and watch that progress very very cool guy uh, and and i was happy to be able to bring him on the show and and share his knowledge with you guys so i hope you enjoyed it Um, If if you want to really get started in real estate, if you want this to be something that you do, guys, as I always say, and as this whole podcast is about, there's no way it's ever going to happen if you don't get out there and just start. We'll see you next time.